0: Juggling motherhood and modern day life can be stressful and relentless, but it doesn't need to be this way. The Joy of Being podcast is the answer to maternal mental health, bringing sustainable relief and calm to hardworking mums everywhere so that you... Your family and work can thrive. My name is Marina Pearson, and I'm your host, transformational coach, and mum who loves to interview business owners, transformational professionals, and creatives to have insightful conversations about what it takes to really live a life that is thriving, fulfilling, and full of joy. So, this week, I wanted to share that I'm launching an amazing course called Manifesting Miracles 2020 with the beautiful Ian Watson. After realizing that manifesting was a really hot topic from the amount of downloads that we got from How to Manifest Anything That You Want on this series, we decided to club together and use our 34 years of experience to create a six-week on-live course for you to create one thing that you want to bring into your life. So anything from relationship to money to client, anything that you have thought to be totally impossible to create in your life, then we're going to give you the space to be able to do that. Now, who's it for? Well, it's for you if you've been striving and struggling to make that one thing happen. We're also going to get you clarity on what that is for you. Plus, by the end of the course, you would have manifested something of your heart's desires that you might have thought that was totally and utterly bonkers crazy that you never thought you'd be able to do so if this sounds like something that you're interested in and even you know if you've read my book you'll know that there's a chapter dedicated towards this and you want to be able to manifest and make 2020 that miraculous year for you then join me and Ian if that sounds like something you want to be part of then email me at marina at marinapearson.com putting the subject line manifesting miracles and then in the body just ask me for more info and we'll take it from there hope to see you soon Bye-bye for now. And on today's show, I interview the beautiful Jennifer Lynn. She's a strong advocate for women in the workplace and mothers everywhere, and founded her lifestyle blog, They Wine, so I Wine, in 2018, where she says relatable, authentic, and inspirational motherhood stories. As a working mom of one, she writes to connect women through motherhood to help every woman know that they're not alone and that they're not failing. Described as real, encouraging, and empowering, her writings have been read and shared by millions of viewers around the world. Geminifer's work has been featured on the Today Show, Today Parents, Kathy Lee and Hoda, Have View From Home, Inspire More, Scary Mummy, That's Inappropriate, Filter Free Parents, Today's Mama, For Every Mum, Love What Matters, Cafe Mum and Motherly, among many others. And when I reached out to her, it was because of her viral post, which was all about us having unrealistic expectations. And when I say us, I'm talking about you-know-who, us mums. And I loved it. Um, And it really spoke to me. So I reached out to her and she said yes to coming on. So we had a very authentic and real conversation about how these unrealistic expectations can really get in the way of us really just enjoying our children and our life. So if you're listening and you know you have those unrealistic expectations, like having to do the dishes before everything else and needing to have the home impeccably clean and you know, going out and looking incredibly immaculate and you give yourself a hard time when that none of that works out, then this is going to be an amazing episode for you. Enjoy. So welcome everybody. And on today's show, I have the beautiful Jennifer Lynn. And I reached out to her a few weeks ago because I loved posts that she wrote about the fact that us moms just need to stop giving ourselves such a bloody hard time. Um, and I really resonated with what she was saying, and I decided that she would be an amazing fit for the podcast. And so here she is today. Hey, Jennifer. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. And so, uh, Jennifer, tell
1: us a little bit about what you're up to in the world and, and why you do what you do. Yeah. So I've been uh, a career mom. For three years now, I got married to my husband in 2015 and had my son in 2016. And so I've been working in the corporate world for 13 years now. So I've been juggling being a working mom now for three years. And um, he recently, back in probably last July, kind of proposed, put something on the table. And he said, You know, why don't you start writing and um, maybe start like a, a mom blog? And of course, the perfectionist in me decided to do this in like one day, put a website up there, started posting uh, my first first blog. And of course, at first, you're talking to your aunt and your grandma and a couple of your friends. <laughs> you know, your following isn't very big. And then it kind of escalated. Uh, I started publishing, getting some pieces out there. And then we've slowly grown our community. And it's about 4,400 strong. And I just write about mom guilt all of the things, the messy things that no one really wants to talk about, right? And just kind of to bring light to that and in hopes of connecting women and making them feel like they're not alone. So that brings me joy. It brings me fulfillment outside of the workplace. And, and it allowed me to kind of connect with women everywhere. Beautiful. And uh, <clears throat> so you're still working in the corporate world. I
0: am, yes. Wow. So not only you doing that, but you're also doing the wonderful thing that you're doing with with your writing and looking after your son. Yeah.
1: How the hell do you do all of that? Like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm a hot mess. (laughs) It's not gracefully, that's for sure. Um, And I think that that's kind of why I'm so passionate about it. And that's why I write about it continuously. And it's something that I will continue to talk about. Um, because I think it's just important. And I think that women need to hear on the regular that we're not failing. We're normal. It doesn't matter if there's dishes in your sink. I've got a laundry room that's stacked to the ceiling right now. But I'm a good mom. That doesn't make me anything less than. And I think that sometimes we drown ourselves in guilt, whether that's placed on us by society or it's something that, um, we're doing to ourselves, but we carry a lot of that burden and we feel like we need to make everyone happy. And in trying to make everyone else happy, we're killing our own joy. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I I really hear that. And I really hear the burden piece. I remember recently hearing something for myself, which was such a relief, which was along the lines of you can have responsibilities, but you don't need to be burdened by
1: them. Yeah.
0: And and it was so like, oh, we just assume that because we have so much on our to-do list and it seems like never-ending and incessant mm-hmm. and relentless,
1: that somehow so. we
0: need to feel burdened by that. But actually, what if we don't, right? Mm-hmm. What if we don't? And I, and I heard something in what you said just now, which was about unrealistic expectations. I'd love you to sort of talk more about that because I see that happening a lot. Um, you know, and I sometimes go into that, but I think it might be a really worth, if you had any insights around that for yourself and and when you've written and stuff like that, like what's come up for you around having those unrealistic expectations?
1: Yeah, so I think just with social media in general, and I think just as women, it's been a generational thing. We've passed it down from generation to generation. This expectation that women need to fulfill certain roles. And as a working mom, sometimes those things have to fall off your plate. There are things that are not physically going to get done or you're going to make yourself ill trying to do it. Um, And you compare on social media and you look at other snapshots of people's lives and you think, oh, Karen has it all together. Look at her. She's got this Pinterest perfect life. But in reality, we're all struggling. We're all trying to keep it afloat. And um, I think it's just giving ourselves grace to, to not have to do everything. So what does grace mean to you? Grace means giving myself the ability to say no when I need to, um, to say yes to the things that fill my cup and no to the things that don't. So if one day that looks like I need to get the house clean, twenty four seven and my son plays, then that's what needs to be done. and then other days it might be that everything gets pushed aside, and he's my focus. So it's just giving yourself grace in trying to balance and knowing that balance from day to day looks completely different. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah and 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 there's something about grace. there's something about grace for ourselves, right? Absolutely. Like kindness.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Self-love. Yeah. And I'm curious about
1: that. Like, what have you seen in that for yourself? It's just trying to minimize the negative self-talk that you tell yourself. I find that some days when you lose your patience, when you're short with your husband or your child, um, this the negative self talk starts and you start thinking i'm not good enough i'm not a good enough mom i've had so many meltdowns <laughs> with myself and in front of my son and in front of my husband just not feeling like you're enough and i wrote a post recently about just wanting to eliminate the word enough completely because the word enough just means to do the required and as moms we do far more than the required every single day. And so it's just practicing that self-love and that talk that you are a good mom. It's not, you're a good enough mom. You're a good mom, period. Mm. And, um, yeah. Yeah. I, um,
0: I heard like years ago when I was sitting in a, in a field in Wales, um, staring out to nature I was sitting there and I suddenly heard this voice that said, if being is enough, you must be enough. Absolutely. And it, and it kind of dawned on me that you don't have to be anything to anyone because actually being here already is enough. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but but I certainly, when my son was born and... I see him now and I, I, he was born whole. Like we're all born whole. Um, Like how can it, like to me, it's it, like there's been a massive shift around this, which is how can we not be enough when we're born of the same stuff as the mountains, the sea, the sun. Exactly. The trees like i don't see them berating themselves about doing the laundry right
1: <laughs> exactly
0: so i'm assuming that um writing is the way that you <clears throat> you share you know your ups and downs and and what are some of the things that you've noticed around moms in general, that you think that we
1: we could get more insightful about? Yeah, so I write, I've been writing for almost a year now. And like I said, I do tend to write about the mom guilt, the mom failures, kind of just when I'm writing, I'm giving myself my own pep talk and also giving women around the world pep talks as well. And I feel like, at least with my audience, with the women that are following me, those pieces resonate far more than the beautiful, picture-perfect um, moments when I'm just talking about the beauty in motherhood. And it's not to discredit that in any way. Motherhood is beautiful, but it's, it's also messy and it's also lonely and isolating at times. It doesn't, work, doesn't matter if you're a stay-at-home mom or a working mom. Some days it feels mundane, Um, but that doesn't mean that you're a bad mom. And I think that we just need to start the dialogue with that and start talking about it's okay to say that sometimes it's mundane. It's okay to say that sometimes you just really want to go to Target and grab a Starbucks, you know, and get out and and have that interaction with someone other than a toddler. Um, And so I feel like whenever I'm writing, Those are the pieces that are connecting women and those are the pieces that are getting the shares and women are saying, oh my God, you know, I needed this today. I felt like a failure. I was struggling. I'm drowning in guilt today. And this is what I needed to just be validated.
0: It's so interesting and I don't, because it is, it is like a rite of passage. We come this we become mothers, and then it's kind of like rite of passage. It's time to beat ourselves up. Yeah, rite of absolutely. passage. Yeah, let's let's like slap on the guilt. It's like <laughs> I literally, I became a mum, and it was like, oh my god, like there's this whole like other dimension to to my psyche that I didn't even know existed. Yeah, um, and then you don't know exists until you become a mother, and. I really hear what you're saying because I see that a lot with my clients as well is the hard time that we give ourselves. Um, and I don't know, I, maybe maybe it's because we, it gets magnified possibly um, mm-hmm. that when we have to look after another human being that we love so much, We want to do it the best that we can. And then we have this expectation as we were saying before of this image that we have of ourselves of how we expect it to be and who we want to be in that interim and how it doesn't quite fit Mm -hmm. with this today. Um, And then we judge it, but it's all made up, right?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Somewhere, someone along the line told us that we needed to, to care about this, that or the other. And so we do. Yeah, what if we didn't need to? Exactly. And, and it's, it's one of those things where it's a practice, right? You have to consciously make choices that are telling yourself it's okay to do X, Y, or Z. And it's just recognizing that you are in control of your own life. You're in control of what you're carrying. And I think one day, um, I just like hit a, a pivotal turning point and I, <laughs> and I looked at myself and I'm like, I don't even recognize who I was. Um, I just, there was not a lot of joy. I was tense. I looked tired. Well, I am tired. I live on coffee, but. It wasn't who I was three years ago. And in that moment, I looked at myself and I thought, you're choosing to carry that. You're choosing to carry that guilt. No one told me that that was mine to carry. No one told me that I had to be everything to everybody, killing myself, trying to do it all. That was mine. And in that moment, I kind of chose to take back my own joy.
0: That's pretty amazing that you had that insight and it's pretty beautiful that you could see that you actually had a choice. And I think that here is the really like big deal. I was at a, an event recently back in LA and you know we were cho- <laughs> there, was, there was a speaker talking about we can either choose to just sh- sit in our misery mm-hmm. and, and how committed are we to that or how committed are we actually to what's beautiful and what's amazing in life. Um, right. Cause I don't know about you, Jennifer, but for me, it looks to me like that's just a habit. Like it is. Oh my God. Like I'm too happy. Can, can, yeah. <laughs> can I just beat myself up a little bit here? Cause I feel yeah. good about being happy. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember um, sitting in a, uh, I was in Bali. I, that's where my son was born, and I was meditating one morning, and I heard like I usually wouldn't meditate, but this morning I was I was brought to the to the mat, and I was you know breathing in and out, counting, probably like thinking about all sorts of things that I needed to get down on my to do list, yeah. and I suddenly had this really crazy burning between my legs. Between my legs, and I'm like, "What the hell's that?" I was like, a "Mosquito bite!" Right? And I was just basically being bitten in between my legs by a mosquito. I was like, "Seriously? Like, okay, now you want me to breathe through this and be calm?" And yeah. And usually, I'm the type of person to scratch my mosquito bites. Yes. And the voice came in and said, "No, don't. Just sit with it." And so I did. And then what was really fascinating to me was that a minute later, the burning had gone down and it had gone away by itself. And it kind of, for me, that was such a huge metaphor in terms of we have those moments that we feel that way. We feel like we've got to do something, Mm -hmm. but then it actually goes away on its own. Yep. The moment passes. And we're back in doing what we're doing. And it can be the same for joy, right? Like we're in our joy and suddenly it's like, oh my God, I'm too joyful. Like I need to scratch something so that I yeah. don't feel so, so so great about myself.
1: Right. It's so true. Yeah. You're sitting in your own joy and then you're thinking, oh, I should be doing the dishes or I should be doing the laundry or, oh my gosh, my house is a wreck, you know? And then there goes the joy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's but it's beautiful to see that there are you know women and moms like you who wanting to change the narrative
1: yeah absolutely i think it's so important and i think i'm a perfectionist at heart and i think that motherhood exposes every flaw and every every character flaw that you have um and it it shows you the messy parts and the parts where you're not so great, and whether that's you lack patience or you're not organized, you're not on time, um, and so those are the things that you kind of beat yourself up about. But I think the thing that's important to note about perfection and what I found in in trying to chase perfection is that perfection isn't so much something that I myself desire. It's it's rooted in perception. It's rooted in what do people think of me? So in trying to chase perfection, I'm worried about, oh, what are people going to think? I'm a working mom. I'm working too many hours. They're going to think I'm not a good enough mom. Oh, my son goes to, to you know public daycare versus private daycare. I'm breastfeeding, not breastfeeding. So you're worried about other people's perception of how you are. And so I think just kind of for myself, it's been letting go of perfection, realizing that I am flawed. I'm not perfect, but I'm still good. That's a really beautiful distinction. And I totally hear you. It really does
0: bring out, it's like a magnifying glass over those uh, traits that you might find. Like I'm totally impatient. Okay. I am too. I look at my ex-husband and I'm like, how do you have so much patience? <laughs> And I'm like, no, 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 we've got to go, we've got to do this. And 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 what I'm noticing about those little traits that I have, those those quirky moments, those weird and wonderful behaviors is bringing more love to them. Yes. Yeah. Just like I, I would for my son. So while there's sometimes like when he, I've told him a thousand times to hold his bowl with two hands and then he doesn't and it falls to the floor. Yeah. And it smashes everything and I have to clean it up. Yeah. Right? those moments where I'm just like <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> there's a moment there to respond right it's like right hell out of my kitchen or oops okay never mind it happened right. it happened again yeah and um and just starting to notice and playing with those things actually just going oh okay that's
1: interesting <laughs> that's yeah
0: interesting.
1: <laughs> That would normally be a trigger point, but we make mistakes. It's okay. Okay, We'll clean it.
0: (laughs) Right. Yep. And And I just,
1: I was talking to a friend about this last
0: night and I was saying, you know, it's such a magnifying glass over shit that you didn't even know existed in your consciousness. Absolutely. Oh, so true. Like seriously, isn't it though? Because it's like this magnifying glass of like, okay. Now we're going to magnify that little bit of resistance that you have, and and hundred exit, so that yeah. you can actually really experience that in your body for a little yes. bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> but I've I've come to see, and I don't know. Have you? Found, I don't know if you found this to be true, but I've I've come to see that that. Anything that there is, any anything that we're resisting is just an opportunity again to grow into love, or another opportunity for us to let go of that that pattern of thinking that we never knew we had until we actually had our kids. It's yeah. an opportunity for us to um, expand into love as opposed to retract from it. What, what if, have you have you have you seen that for yourself? Is that something that you? you're playing around with or that you experience or that.
1: Yeah. um, You know, it's, it's something that I I try to work on every single day and the patience part of it, it, for me is, is my trigger point. And it's kind of giving my son grace and knowing that he's a toddler and knowing that he has big emotions and knowing that apparently my emotions are fairly large too in certain situations (laughs) and just learning to kind of be in the moment. And like you said, to just respond with love, because when we respond with love, both to ourselves and to our children, the reaction is so much better. Um, and he immediately responds to that usually. And, um, you know, the other day <laughs> when I was drowning in mom guilt per usual, um, I told my son, you know, I'm sorry, mommy isn't always good at this. Mommy sometimes isn't a good enough mommy for you. And, you know, toddlers have this uncanny ability to extend grace in such great ways. And sometimes they're much smarter than we give them credit for. And he just looked at me and he said, no, mommy, no, say that. You're a good mommy. And and that was what triggered that word enough for me because he didn't put you're good enough, mom. He said, you're a good mommy. And that whole time that I was driving to work, I just kept replaying that in my head. And I just kept giving myself that self pep talk that that's right i am a good mommy you know i i screw up to epic proportions sometimes but those moments don't define us and i think that as women that's what we have to to get around from because so many times we take that guilt and that perception and we sit in it and it just weighs us down and we think about everything that we didn't accomplish during today And then we're thinking about everything that we're going to try and accomplish tomorrow. And you're never going to be able to move forward because you're already stuck in the guilt from yesterday. So you're already behind. And so, yeah, we just have to fix that (laughs) self-talk.
0: Yeah. And I, I I love the fact that, you know, what we perceive isn't necessarily what others think of us.
1: Absolutely. To him I'm enough. I'm perfect yeah. as I am. He yeah. he sees past my flaws. <laughs> but the other thing is this, like I I've
0: I've something that you said triggered a triggered a a, a thought or something that happened with me and Leo re, um a few months back. I um you know, I it's so easy for us to label you know certain behaviors is difficult or um bad or good or um but they're just they're just ways of communicating and um one of the things that i didn't realize that i now realize is that i used to sort of think that leo was a difficult child right so there was that big ass label that i'd given to him and then i realized oh my god no he just has difficult moments
1: yeah Absolutely,
0: and then I was like, "Oh, actually, we all do." Mm -hmm. So we're kind of all in the same boat. Like, there's no, there's no difference between my son and me. Like when he has a thought storm come in and have those has those thought tantrums, I have them too. Oh yeah, and and it just reminded me that you know. It's okay because we're human at the end of the day, and so are our children. And they're not necessarily going to get it right. Uh, We're not going to necessarily get it right, whatever that means. And we're all exploring what it means to be human, anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But this mum guilt thing—like, does it stem from thinking that we can damage our children? Does it stem from thinking that we? yeah, I'm curious, okay, we're not doing a good enough
1: job and so what? What does that mean then? So for me, it's not so much that I think that I'm damaging my my son. I think for me, it's, for me personally, it's a chasing perfection thing for me. It's It's trying to let go of the fact that I can't do everything, and I sure as hell can't do everything perfectly. Um, and it's just kind of juggling all of those those different responsibilities, whether it's cleaning the house or it's you know showing up for work and being the best employee that I can be. You know, you're just trying to juggle all of these different balls and do them to the best that you can. And it's just recognizing that. Sometimes you're going to be better at certain ones and sometimes you're going to suck at the other ones and that's just life, right? And yeah, for for me it's definitely it's a it's a perfection thing and it's just trying to let go and just be normal. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> you know, god forbid we're normal.
0: <laughs> yeah, I heard I heard this at another event that I was at and I just loved it and it's like literally oops, oh, well, yeah. Hmm. oops, <laughs> <laughs> you know, having that kind of attitude. Yeah. Because I don't know about you, but I, I certainly have areas of my life where I take areas far more seriously than others. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Motherhood is definitely one of those areas. Absolutely. But it's interesting, isn't it? Because actually it's the area that probably needs the most joy and delight and fun. And then you're like, oh, this yeah. is so heavy duty. This is like super serious. This is
1: Yeah. And all they really want is for you to just sit with them and play with them, you know, but we're overanalyzing and, oh, we're not doing enough activities. We're not doing enough learning, you know, all the things. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, really, mommy, just sit with me. <laughs> I know it's. So much more simple than we give it credit for, right? yeah
0: <laughs> so I mean, I'm curious actually about how you do manage to juggle your corporate job um, and your your mum life how it how how is that doable for you
1: <laughs> by the grace of god no um <laughs> it's <laughs> It's not beautiful. It's it's totally messy. Um you know, I've been working for 13 years now and I always promised myself I would continue to work um whenever I had my my son and I did. But you don't realize when you say that to yourself what a commitment that is and and how hard that is because you only get so many hours with your child because you're at work and so there's guilt. <laughs> you only have a couple hours before they get ready to go to bed, um, and so he goes to to public daycare and he loves it. So that that helps with the mom guilt, and he learns a lot while he's there. Um, and I have a good supportive husband who who helps you know manage things, and it it, it works. It's not perfect, um, but it. Work is something that fulfills me. It's something that I need to do because that gives me a sense of self, right? Because sometimes motherhood can be um, very daunting and and you kind of lose yourself because you're caring for this little person and, and you love them to infinity and you give of yourself 24-7. And, and so those eight hours a day are just, they're mine and they're mine to just focus for myself and to stimulate my brain and to just, you know, provide for things at work. And it just fulfills me in a way that, that I need for my sanity. Um, so we make it work. Yeah. It reminded me of a, um, I interviewed a beautiful lady in
0: London called Christine Armstrong. And she wrote a book, um, the mother of all jobs Mm -hmm. and how to kind of stay sanish kind of something like that. Right. Yeah. And, (laughs) She was talking about different sets of mothers who um, you had the mother who, you know, just um, who couldn't wait to get back to, to work because she was like, oh, my God, what is this? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, my God, what is this? I have no control over this thing like yeah. the world. Like, I kind of know how work works. <laughs> I kind of have some sort of, like, reference point for this. <laughs> Right. and then you had the mums who um who really didn't want to go back to work but had to because you know maternity leave had finished and finished and not work and so forth um and then you had the mums who basically uh um thought they didn't go, want to go back to work mm-hmm. um, and gave up their job so that they could stay at home um who yeah. ended up having a, just a really hard time anyway um yeah. And so it was interesting because it was like, oh, there are different categories of types of, of women that feel differently about this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um and I and I love the fact that you are totally okay with that. Because I think that that there seems to be this thing where it's like there's something wrong with with something fulfilling you other than your child. Um, mm-hmm. that actually, no. I, I do not want to be at home twenty-four-seven picking up puke or diarrhea or whatever
1: really doesn't do it for me. For me, for me. Yeah. And I I get asked the question and my husband gets asked the question, honestly, more than I do. Um, I feel like he'll get asked the question, why doesn't your wife just stay at home? You know, you work, you can, she could stay at home. She doesn't need to work. And his response, because he knows my answer is, she wants to. It's not because she has to. It's not an income thing. It's she chooses to work, and I can't sway her any other way. And you know, so he recognizes that, and and I am one hundred percent positive that that's what what I need for my sanity, um, and for my joy.
0: That's cool that you own it, and I and I just kind of want to mirror that back to you because obviously, thanks. Anybody <laughs> that's listening that may feel guilty about that don't. We all, you know, there's Absolutely. no shame
1: in wanting something that you want. Really? Yeah. Yes. And and I think it's good for our children to see it, right? Um, because, yeah, he's you know almost three. He doesn't get it now, but he totally knows. Oh, mommy has to go to work, and when he gets older, he's going to see that. Whenever he goes to marry someone, if she wants to work, it's fine. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't sway you one way or the other. And it's okay to do the things that fulfill you. Yeah, it really is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and we can't say that enough on this podcast episode, by the way. It's okay.
1: It's, it's, it
0: is. <laughs>
1: it's okay to be a hot mess. <laughs> and it's
0: okay to do what you want to do in the way that you want to do it. So often we have so many rules and regulations and I and I guess for anybody that's listening who feels like there's resistance around this, I would invite you to just explore this um mm-hmm. this area of your life because usually we've made up a shitload of rules that 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 actually made up that, that yep. don't no don't don't need to be listened to necessarily. Um And there's no shame in it. And that's what I really hear from you, Jennifer, is that there really is no shame in in wanting what you want and and wanting to work. And and knowing that that actually um, is the way that you want to do it.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So um, before we wrap up today, is there anything else you would love to share? Like, you know, obviously guilt, put it to one side. it's never going to be perfect, so let's just be kinder to ourselves. you know is there anything else that you would love to to sort of impart that you've seen that's really helped you in terms of your journey in this whole thing that we call motherhood
1: yeah, um so recently you know when I kind of had my my pivotal turning point and um, realized that some things needed to change um because my life was not um Very joy filled. That's the thing that I think women need to hear as well is that we have to be better about protecting our joy. So, whatever that is, if that means that you need five minutes in the morning for self care, I know we practice self care and we talk about it till we're blue in the face. And I'm not saying go to the spa and get a pedicure, I'm just saying give yourself a couple of minutes to be in the moment and give yourself time if, because I feel like when I was in the guilt and when I was in, you know, worried about the perceptions and things like that, I was missing so many ordinary, beautiful moments because I'm busy doing crap that doesn't matter. Right. I'm, I'm in the kitchen cleaning the counters because that's super important while my my husband and my son are in there creating memories and I'm missing them. And so I think it's just protect your joy, protect it.
0: (coughs) Yeah, I love that. I love that. I found myself doing that the other day as if that's more important than being asked to go and play with my son. And I'm like, hang on a second. This is, this is a bit, Surely it should be the other way around. I surely. Yeah. Saying to the plates, going, wait a moment. I'm just <laughs> going to go and play with my son. I've just, just wait. Like, I'll be back. Yeah. But right now, I'm going to go and do this as opposed yeah. to
1: the other way around. She's yeah. Like, weird. It's so backwards. It's so backwards. <laughs> 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 that crap will always be there. Yeah. Don't and worry. that's never
0: ending. Like, it's Seriously, yeah. never ending. But being asked to connect with your child, that's, that's there in that moment. And I, and, yeah. I, and I, yeah, like it's just funny. And, I, and it must be so indicative of our, I mean, I don't know about you, but, but certainly for my parents, my, you know, what I experienced as a child with my parents was very much the same ingrained behavior which was just hang on a minute. I'm just literally making the house perfect.
1: For, yeah. I have for no him. fucking idea what. Right. No one's coming over. <laughs> <laughs> and you can fuck it up anyway. Yeah. Right? You don't like it. Bye-bye.
0: <laughs> I don't know. You, you can't see this mess at the moment, but there's like Lego bricks all over Oh, yeah. The floor. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. My son ate crumbs off the floor yesterday and smiled at me, you know? I mean, it's just, (laughs) there's no judgment here. (laughs) That's amazing, Jennifer. Well, thank you so much.
0: Um, Yeah. One final question that comes to mind actually is um, what do you do for your joy?
1: My joy now is writing. It's this, it's, it's connecting women because I feel like, When I was going through motherhood and I first started motherhood um, and those first couple of months whenever I was on maternity leave, I searched every mommy blog, every mom website there was on the planet um, and just read through those articles over and over and just sat and tried to validate my own feelings and how I was feeling. And so when my husband kind of flipped it on me and he said, why don't you start writing? You know, someone could... Look at your article and say, "Oh my gosh! You know this is exactly how I'm feeling, just like you did." You know, and I would show my husband, and I think that this this brings me joy. So beautiful. Well, I think the
0: message is clear today: that don't fall short of actually embracing the joy that you've you've got to experience, and also don't let it pass you by, and make plates more important
1: yes yes the dishes can wait mama (laughs) thank you
0: so much Jennifer so if somebody wants to go and read your blog writing where can they reach you uh
1: it's they wine so I wine and I'm on Facebook and Instagram and you can find me online too so so yeah
0: we'll put the links in the in the summary anyway which will have those sent over so thank you so much jennifer it was amazing to have you on here today thank you this has been a real joy thank you so much and for everybody else that was listening remember you have the joy and you don't need to do the dishes yeah. So this week I wanted to share that I'm launching an amazing course called Manifesting Miracles two thousand and twenty with the beautiful Ian Watson. After realizing that manifesting was a really hot topic from the amount of downloads that we got from How to Manifest Anything That You Want on this series, we decided to club together and use our thirty-four years of experience to create a six week online course for you to create one thing that you want to bring into your life. So anything from relationship to money to client, anything that you have thought to be totally impossible to create in your life, then we're going to give you the space to be able to do that. Now, who's it for? Well, it's for you. If you've been striving and struggling to make that one thing happen, we're also going to get you clarity on what that is for you. Plus, by the end of the course, you would have manifested something of your heart's desires that you might have thought that was totally and utterly bonkers crazy that you never thought you'd be able to do. So if this sounds like something that you're interested in, and even, you know, if you've read my book, you'll know that there's a chapter dedicated towards this, and you want to be able to manifest and make 2020 that miraculous year for you, then join me and Ian. If that sounds like something you want to be part of, then email me at marina at dot com, putting subject line manifesting miracles and then in the body just ask me for more info and we'll take it from there hope to see you soon and there we have it another amazing episode of the joy of being until the next time remember you are the joy you seek